Welcome to The Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thank you again for joining us on the broadcast or the podcast. I've given that many times, and I've got a lot to cover today. So um, actually, I want to welcome you to The Authority of Love Christmas week again. Um, so with that said, and you can find it on WJMM.com or on Vimeo or Podbean. Uh, go to the Love and Lordship pages on those last two, and you can find these. Also, contact me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Love to connect with you. So let's jump right into today's message, and it's a two-parter, today and tomorrow, and I've entitled it Good Tidings of Great Joy. Now, how's that for an original Christmas message title, right? When you were young in church and Sunday school and youth group, did you dread those really long chapters where it was much more joyous to have a bunch of short psalms and say, I read 20 or 30 or more this week, but it was such a laborious joyless task with the really long chapters and only report that you read two or three. Remember, if you remember that, right? Well, we're all adults here, mature in the Lord, and recognize the most beautiful story of all time is found in one of the longest chapters in all the Bible. It's actually the second longest, I believe, uh, and it, it, for two of them, two of the three longest, maybe, Luke 1 and 2, the stories of the births of John the Baptist and Jesus. So let's lay out the story directly from the Bible, and I pray it guides you there and guides you through the holidays and every day. The birth of John the Baptist is foretold in Luke 1, 5 through 25, and the fallout for Zacharias being struck dumb, right? In verse 11, it says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. Zacharias said to the angel, How will I know this for certain? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the very presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak, until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. And then we look in, later on in Luke 1, uh, in verses 26 through 36, move from uh, later on in the chapter here. Now in the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement. That seems to be a theme when an angel shows up, right? She, she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, 
And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the bondslave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed her. And then it continues in verses 39 through 55. Now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. You talk about a testimony of the Lord making sure that people would know that this was his son, God in the flesh, in the form of his son. So Mary's response, listen to this, we call it the Magnificat. And it's in verses 46 through the remainder of that chapter 55. And Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regard, had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servants, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. How joyous was this for Joseph? for Mary's parents, for Mary herself? How about those she was speaking of, the scattered proud, the dethroned rulers, the sent away rich? Did you catch all that? If joy is about just happiness based on circumstances and feelings, then we've got a problem. It likely wasn't real happy, but we know that it's more than that, and we need to let others know. We get a clue from Zacharias, John the Baptist's father, even before Jesus is born in his prophecy about Jesus, picking up and finishing up that chapter in Luke chapter 1. I told you it was a long chapter, right? 67 through 60 through uh, 79. Uh, Zacharias says this, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from all, the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy toward our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham our father, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. 
And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give to his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God with which the sunrise from on high will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Obviously, the Lord has unleashed his tongue when John the Baptist was born. And then we move to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 20 and 24 and 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. Matter of fact, she was already disgraced, and she would be for most of the rest of her life, except for the one who really gives grace. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. So here's the lead up to Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. We go now to Luke 2, 1 through 6. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius, Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. We continue in verse 8 there, the shepherds in the same region. There were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David... There has been a born for you, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Food for thought as we close out. What would your response have been? Better yet, what is your response today? Here's your action item. Read and meditate on this incredible story, the, the most incredible of stories, throughout this week with your family. Think about what your response would be. We're going to pick up tomorrow with more of this story, and I'm going to break it down with the characters and the players in this story with some things you're familiar with and not so familiar with. So uh, once again, invite your family and friends and loved ones and even enemies 
to join us to hear more of this great gospel story of God in the flesh coming to earth so that we could be saved. Now, again, you can pick up our book, The Authority of Love, the second edition, S-E-C-O-N-D edition, not 2-N-D, don't do that. It will take you all over the place, okay? But go to Amazon, The Authority of Love, second edition, makes a great Christmas gift. We had several of them sold last year when they came out with the second edition, and uh, we've gotten a lot of good response from that. So I hope that you will avail yourself of that as the Lord leads. Uh, you can also donate to Love and Lordship here at year end. We can always use your help, but especially at year end and getting ready for 2023. Go to loveandlordship.com. That's www.loveandlordship.com. And there is a give tab in the upper right. Now you can go to uh, view videos. You can read. You can listen to podcasts. There are other tabs. But if you want to give, there's a give tab. And as you pray and as the Lord leads, click on that and it will guide you through it. It's very simple. It takes a minute or two, whether you give one time or ongoing monthly or otherwise. We sure appreciate it. So greatly appreciate that. And all the donations are tax deductible. You can also give through the Cash App mobily. The Cash App, go look for cash.app forward slash dollar sign love and lordship all together in both L's capital. That's cash.app forward slap app forward slash dollar sign love and lordship capital L's for both love and lordship. You can also donate by mail. Send the check to love and lordship to 324 Timothy Drive, Nicholasville, Kentucky 40356. That's love and lordship to 324 Timothy Drive, Nicholasville, Kentucky 40356. And if not giving to us, keep praying till the short till the Lord shows you who to give to. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and a great Christmas season, and God bless in Christ. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.